0: Now also available on Hubble. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Thanks so much for tuning in Uh, this week. A special show, always a special show, but this one's awesome. Um, I'm really excited for it. Really excited for you to have a listen. Yeah, it's something different than what we've done before. So um, yeah, really keen to get your feedback and let us know if you really um, enjoyed it. So yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I actually met Ali uh, Try about nearly six months ago now. We caught up for a coffee um, I, I think, you know, if you've listened to a lot of the show, you probably heard me talk about Ali a little bit. We, we met, had a, had a coffee, had a chat, just absolutely loved his vibe, his brain. And, and we just really connected, um, personally and, and literally two, three weeks later, that's why I ended up going over to Europe with him to the golf and, and just built this awesome friendship and connection from there. He's a CEO, um, and founder of Future Golf. He's a winner of millions and difference of business awards. He's an entrepreneur, um, doing absolutely incredible things in, in this space, in the golf world, but also just in the business world. And that's how he met Vin and put me onto Vin. He said, like, when we get back, you've got to have a chat with Vin. Vin is just like one of the most incredible people ever. And uh, he definitely didn't disappoint. I'm honored to have, have met Vin. I actually did this pod over in Adelaide a while ago and um, had a chat with him there. So yeah, basically Vin is is a magician um, and he's also a keynote speaker, sells out shows all over the world and he's all about communication and um, getting to where you want to be in life and finding your true purpose, really. So it was awesome sitting down with these two, having a chat, just chewing the fat. And um, I honestly got so much out of it and, and really, really enjoyed the chat. And it's something that I've actually listened back to um, on a few different bits and pieces. But I think I'll just let the show do the talking. Hope you enjoy it. IliXX, love you all, as always. And also, as last week, it was so cool. Um, I, I put a little thing in saying, you know, if you enjoy the show, share it, like it follow the show subscribe it helps so much and we saw a massive increase in all that so again um you know you guys are doing so much to help us grow the show and everything i really do appreciate it um hope you enjoy this one let's get into it yo hi fam it's dylan's mum deborah
1: this is Dylan Friends. I was like, you can to embarrass yourself? And I was like, bro, do you want me to do all seven verses. Beat arrogant, didn't know all yeah. seven.
2: <laughs> I've been in a bad team for 10 years, and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can
0: kind of play it safe with someone until we get to know them.
2: I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, Dan, stop doing
0: that, just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave, and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're gonna die or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't
2: forget to subscribe
0: and leave a review.
2: Continue. Yeah, so I I went to five high schools, right? And I went from the shittiest high school in South Australia to like the best. And it was crazy going through that process because the shittiest school made some of the best people. And then the best school I went to, all the guys that I knew that were doing really well in high school at that point, where are they? Mm. Yeah. And then, so the point of what you're saying is, you guys went to a pretty, well, you went to a terrible oh, school and you didn't turn out school. to be anyone great anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. fine. It's stated by You can't kind of ruined this state story. That. Yeah, you're yeah, <laughs> no yeah. the exception yeah. to the rule. No
0: real heroes, no no journey. No real heroes, <laughs> <Yeah>. journey. <laughs> yeah. was just, not, a, yeah. not from that anyway. But <laughs> no. I love that. The reason I love that one, yeah. I say this like way too much for people that listen. Again, this isn't, this is very general and I understand everyone's got a different journey, but it says there's two kids from one family. And it was a you know, rough upbringing. They didn't have a lot, you know, not close with their parents, didn't get very well supported. And this kid grows up and isn't very successful in life and isn't happy. Not, they don't have a purpose, they don't have a job. They don't um, you know, love their friends and family, they're not engaged. Mm. And they go, What happened? And they go, oh, I grew up in a really rough family. You know, I didn't have the love and support I needed, and I didn't mm. find a way to, to go well. And then the other brother, the other brother or sister, they say, you know, they're very successful. They have their own business. They have, you know, flourishing friends, flourishing family, great purpose, give back to their community and they love their life. And they go, well, what happened? He goes, I had a really tough upbringing (laughs) and I didn't love my friends and family. So it just Mm. shows there's two ways. Like it's that nature versus nurture of like, who knows what happens in that scenario.
2: Hmm. That's a a really, that's, that's really interesting. Is that a true story? no no it's just like an <laughs> yeah, definitely not definitely not boy actually you can ask my sister is this life story is exactly. Yeah, exactly. your yeah. life yeah. story how good's yeah. that like
0: anecdotes yeah. 30 seconds in yeah. hey boys thank yeah. you so much for this this is so um good Vin and Ali I don't even know how to tell this story I think it's like weird enough as it is we're in Adelaide at the moment yeah. Ali we've been um, mates for like what maybe f- about, five months yeah, six about months this is a fresh yeah, relationship fresh man but it's like the hours yeah it's, it's weird. weird Everyone always says to me, how do you know Ali? I'm like, I don't know how I know Ali. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't yeah. know how I know you either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's those vibe, It just happens. It's, Literally. It's so Ali and I went to um, the golf together after sort of meeting. Um, we met, you know, caught up for a coffee. We were talking about some golf stuff. <laughs> Book flights. Yeah. Maybe Ali, you you take the story and how that Man, transpired. Yeah,
1: I think we got intro by Mick Jamo, one of your good mates. Yep. I heard that you were getting into golf. I've got a little bit of a golf club. You do. So Future golf. We got you set up at the beginning and then yeah, it was that coffee meeting and I think we we're about five minutes in and we yeah, pretty much skipped the the small talk and the chit chat and just got into it and I'm like, Hey mate, I might be going to the British Open. Do you yeah. wanna come along and you're like yum and there was also another
0: point I don't want to miss over the yeah. fact that we also came up with cryptocurrency coin that we're going to create yeah, in the future as well if you're coin. more than welcome to be yeah, involved yeah, yeah, yeah. in that you know, right. Zino, but when a... we got over to Scotland every day we got this 40 minute bus into, into the St Andrews yeah. and we were it,
1: staying in the drug capital of we were Europe, staying in the drug capital so.
0: of, of Scotland um, which is yeah. called Dundee which has got this isn't a joke I actually met a Scottish uh, woman last night who said that it is the highest place of teenage birth uh, in <laughs> Europe Wow. Dundee. So oh, wow. anyway, we we're staying there and we we're sleeping mm. in their beds, which is weird enough <laughs> yeah, as yeah, it yeah. is. But uh, every day, are uh, they saying, "Mate, you've got to meet my friend Vin." Oh, and we man. were very much, um, you know, he was telling me a lot of stories Not about every you. Day, don't no, <laughs> <laughs> it was every day, every day. Oh, you've got to be, kind kind of, of, yeah, got to be Vin. Gross, <laughs> so we're here now. We're here now, and I'd love to. Um, yeah. Oh. Firstly, how would you
2: describe yourself? Because I don't think I'll do it any justice. In one word, I would say a teacher. And I say that because, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Ali and I've, 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 he's, he always causes me to think very deeply with what I do. And it's taken me a long time to just arrive at that one word is I'm a teacher. Love that.
0: More words than one? Well, how would you sort of describe what if you, you do? More words than yeah. one?
2: Then I would, I would say teacher. The entrepreneurial bloodline in me is quite strong because yeah. my mum and my dad or my uncles, my grandparents. So definitely part entrepreneur. I am part magician. Which kind of makes it a little bit weird. It did not fulfil the Asian prophecy, so you know, again, things my parents are very disappointed in. Yeah. And I think up until very recently, I didn't, I didn't realise the the importance of being a father. Mm. You know, because I've got a five year old boy, and so father is a big one for me too. And my wife reminds me of that. You know, you're a great father, but you can be a better husband too. So that's another one I'd throw in there too. Ali, uh, how would you describe yourself?
1: I would describe, and I think just. We'll finish Vince off. I mean, yeah. He might have just undercooked that one. I've never seen him like yeah. not talk himself up before. Say, so that, that, was, that, speaking, was bit, that was a little bit uh, too humble. I was there. hoping that yeah. went for like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, he's also one of the world's top keynote speakers. Yep. He he's like the exclusive communication trainer for companies like Microsoft and Zoom, and does all these ridiculous things. So um, had a successful online magic business. Young entrepreneur of the year. So there's a little bit Australian. Around, yeah, that, I like, need to take yeah. Ali with Sarah, me to, to Sarah, all my Vin podcasts. Zhang, um, But no, just obviously I've known Vin now for what, how long have we known each other? About six, seven years?
2: I think I met you in 2015, 2014.
1: when you were starting your career in Australia and over there. And it's been just cool, like seeing just somebody go through their journey. And just before we kick off, like I love that this crew's come together because I was thinking about like what the common tie is here and why I really like both you guys and I wanted this to happen (laughs) was I think that there's just a beautiful concept here of people like reinventing themselves. You know like you guys have all had unique journeys threat. like go from magician accountant to keynote speaker from afl player to podcast mogul hey the, the next joe <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um but it's beautiful and i think that's what our story is all about is that we've had challenges and we've had different parts and there hasn't really been too many clear parts for us but we generally make the most of those opportunities when they come our way and yeah, we just give it a red hot crack. So yeah, I think when I try to describe myself, it's probably just somebody that likes doing things that they're interested in, that they love. I think traditionally, I'd be an entrepreneur would be the word, I don't mm-hmm. even say it properly, I still don't know how to spell it. <laughs> sure. um, but yeah, I like just starting projects, doing things that I'm interested in, doing it with cool people and making that happen. And then that, for me, probably the, the manifestation of that is Future Golf would be the main one. We do a podcast together. Do a bit of stuff in, thought leadership where we want to help people live cooler lives, and that's kind of our game.
2: Well, there's there's one word, there's one sentence that Ali and I love a lot, and it comes from Tim Ferriss where he says, "Reality is negotiable," and I think that that that's kind of like a a Mm. theme that's become super influential in our lives because it is. I mean, think about what you're doing right now, Dil. Like this is a this is a Thursday. And Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and you're in here doing a podcast with us, right? It's, it's something that's led yeah. a lot of just how we've lived. It's reality is negotiable. And when you really understand that and it clicks, it's like, wow, it really is. Yeah. You can negotiate the reality you desire and the rules are bendable and- how's, how's that
0: relevant to you specifically? Because from knowing your story, and it'd be great to hear a little bit of your early journey today, yeah. as you said, you grew up, had probably expectations put on you that weren't relevant to your future goals of what you wanted to achieve. When did you realize that reality is negotiable?
2: I think I remember the first time I went to a magic gig and a magic gig is basically a networking function mm-hmm. and you go there to do close up magic. And when you do close up magic, they pay you for it. And I remember the first time I did a magic gig they asked me, you know, Vin, what's your fee to do the magic gig? And I, I didn't know what to say because I've never done one of these before. So I just said, an hour, $200. And are like, yeah, great, we'll see you Saturday. Uh, can you get there by about six? And I was like, whoa, they, they just said just yeah, 200 bucks an hour? Are you serious? Yeah, 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 can I do it twice? And, and they're like, no, no, just do it once. And so, so I went there, did the hour, they paid me, and I've never been paid so much money before in my life at that point for an hour of my time. And that's when I went, I think something's broken, you know, like the rules of reality seem to be broken here. And then the next time I got a magic gig, they said, how much you charge? I said, 250. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. We'll see you at... And I was like, what the hell is happening? And I gradually upped the feed to the point where I remember I was. I got paid 1500 bucks for an hour, walking around doing magic, something I love, something that's super fun, super easy. And then that's when I sat down and started to really think about my life and reality going, I just made two weeks of what I would normally make work, working in a petrol station, that's where I worked at the time, in an hour. And then that, that's when it opened up my mind to the way of thinking that there were so many rules that I had in this reality that I was, was living, and it wasn't real. None of these r- rules were real. And, and honestly, that's one of the main reasons why I love magic so much, because magic defies all the rules that, I mean, it's why it shocks people. Why is it, it, it the reason it puts people into a state of wonder is because, because wait, that, that shouldn't be possible. And, and so I love the world of magic for the pure reason that, you know, anything is kind of possible in the world of magic. And I love that. So then I started to realize, oh, this is negotiable. I, I don't have to only make $20 an hour at a petrol station working from 5 p.m. to 11. You know, I, oh, there's different ways. There's different ways to live. And then, dear, well, I think one of the most powerful things about that experience, was then me opening up my mum and dad's mind. Because my mum and dad are refugees from Vietnam and in their brain, the only way to become successful is school, university, a degree of some sort, become a partner of an accounting firm, preferably KPMG at that point for my dad (laughs) and then become, once you become a partner make good money, buy an investment property, buy another investment property, buy another investment property, and then just repeat nonstop. Great strategy. Like, yeah, it does seem like one, doesn't it? But but that's, that's the thing. That's the only path to success that they saw. Reality was not negotiable. That was the only path that they saw. So I remember going home to my dad and then I had about five grand in cash. And I said, dad, I made this in a month, doing magic tricks. And I remember my dad's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> is this the real thing, man? What the hell? And uh, she was just so freaked out that it was possible because he thought I was doing <laughs> drugs, obviously. Yeah. 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 And, and, I guess man. Magic
1: tricks, yes, magic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and gradually, I bought home ten grand. I bought home more money, and then the process of them realizing that this neg- this reality is negotiable was was way cooler than even me realizing it because I got to open up my mum and dad's mind. And, and I, man, I only share this story because a few years ago, my dad came up to me and he, and he goes, "Thanks for not giving up on me, you know, and th- thanks for not giving up on, on your mum and me." Because so many kids in our Asian culture, they sever the relationship with their parents because the kids give up on their parents. Well, you know, if you're not going to if you're not going to support me from the get go of my dream and what I love, well then I'm out. I don't want I don't want anything to do with you, you know. Whereas I I had the conversation with my parents again and again and home more cash and then more cash (laughs) because i i i didn't want to give up on our relationship you know i think i think our the relationship we have with our parents sometimes can be one of the most beautiful relationships so it was showing them that realities was negotiable was was so cool man i love that i really
0: do Uh, we've spoken a bit about this on Mm. our bus trips Mm -hmm. which which could be you know a book in itself yeah right i love the um the the contrary in relationships with parents and how you know we are a product of our environment and mm. we'll, we'll talk about a bit about that later your top five but yeah you know my parents for example aren't uh, are the most you know biggest loving and support you know if i had anything if there's a problem with them they love me too much that mm. was like their biggest issue so nothing i could do was wrong <laughs> mm. so i sort of had an upbringing where like it in a way it was nearly bad in the fact that I wasn't getting told what to do. There was no expectations put on me. Anything wow. I did was great, you know? Like I was like I could be fucking working at the worst job ever. They're like, mate, we're so proud of you. Wow. Like, That's fantastic. What does that feel like? It's great. But it's, it's also it's like it's also <laughs> that you've gotta bring wads of cash <laughs> yeah, 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 wad every single day. <laughs> Literally. It's like
1: where's your stack today, bud? It's like <laughs> go to the second job. You've
0: gotta learn through that as well, I think, to the art of pushing yourself. And yeah. it's like we talk about it for with the school thing. It's how you react to it as well because sometimes we see with parents, um, now a lot of my mates' parents are people I speak to, and, and it's not a bad thing. Parents push like, kids into doing things because they want them to be successful. They want them to do the right thing. But, yeah, realizing that there's not one way to do thing yeah mm. is incredible. And so important. So many of my mates are going through that now and they're doing incredible things in their own field, but they had to push through that phase of being like, Mum, Dad, this is not the only way that you can do it you can do it in so many different ways and that's what the modern world's teaching it's like who the fuck well, like, I'd love to really honestly ask my parents um, just in, in my specific case what did you think mm-hmm. when I left a career of football not that it was my choice mm-hmm. and started talking into a microphone that was pre-recorded and that I would put out like it wasn't even on radio by the way like because when I I think when I said it my parents kept saying yeah he's getting into radio Like <laughs> I was like, I was like that's, it wasn't on radio it was like no one even knew what that little purple app was that's but like do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And now they're going back. oh, okay, yeah, just, it just works <laughs> out, like
2: these things just work. But I think that's the beauty in it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You know what's really interesting is I remember I was in I was in New York and I did a keynote for for this group and I've got to meet the CEO, which was really cool, right? And I did a magic trick for him. And I remember doing the magic trick for him and then there was one thing he said that really stood out. And he goes, there's only one way you could have done that trick. And he told me and he was wrong. And it was fascinating because not only does that kind of mindset of there's only one way to live life, there's only one way for this trick to work, there's only one way for you to be happy. It, we, it, it's so easy to fall into that way of thinking. And the trick that I did, I then used that as a part of my keynote where I did the trick, and then I asked the audience, how do you think this trick works? There was 15 different ways people came up with immediately. All wrong still, right? <laughs> but the thing is, it just kind of made me realize that, wow, there are so many ways to do everything. There are just so many ways to do everything. Where, whereas once we kind of open our minds up to that, then life doesn't seem as doom and gloom. Mm. Mm. It, it really doesn't. I think, I think the more rules we have, the more suffering we create for ourselves. But then like you said, if you've got no rules and your parents are like, everything that dude does is amazing. That causes pain too. And every time we do a podcast, this funny thing happens to Ali and I. We go, so then what's the answer? If it's not this way and it's not that way, the answer seems to always be the bloody middle. It's a bit of both, mm. and we always come to that conclusion in yeah, our yeah. podcast. We are, so, what's the yeah. answer, Lee? Most both. Most it's both. Are just like these guys don't really know what they're, yeah, talking. they're really <laughs> <honest and laughs> doing. Yeah, they don't really know. It's always both. A not the not giving
0: any answers. Yeah. <laughs> <start a> <laughs> we should become politicians. You know what I actually think the answer is to, and and this is what um yeah. what I respect you two a lot about. Like to give context of what you know, we've already given context of what you've done. You've done incredible things. You travel the world to talk and do keynote <laughs> speaking. Ali is the sort of guy that yesterday messaged me saying, "Do you want to go to Japan?" in 2023 and I was like okay at the end of the day it's doing and yeah. it's trying yeah. and there's there's no I, we on the other day I had a guy on saying there's a difference between doing and trying I actually don't think there is because doing it doesn't matter if you fail or you succeed mm. you're still doing it's getting you closer to the next thing it's getting you closer to the next thing so no matter what decision you make if it's the left if it's the right if it's the middle you're getting closer to the right one um and that's probably where I love just making mistakes mm-hmm. if I could go back at any time and say like fuck what would you do what would you do differently nothing I wouldn't do anything differently. I would not do one thing differently because it's got me here today, to where we are and this could be a wrong decision right now getting you two on could be yeah. the worst show ever yeah, yeah. this could is the be one the, that ends the podcast yeah this could be no, the one that goes I'm never going to listen no, no, no. <laughs> to this show ever again yeah, because yeah. of that it'll lead you it'll lead you to the next show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think they will well, <laughs> what is the name of that podcast by the way uh, the Vin and Ali show the Vin show. and Ali show yeah very original yeah I love that name. yeah it is the link will be in the show notes for that guys as well hey one thing I really love and it's an analogy that you spoke about and Ali told me about on the bus and I think that's why again coming back to why we're here today and how this weird threesome mm. with clothes on is mm. here, um, doing a podcast. Should we take No, we, oh, we okay. won't <laughs> take it. No, we won't. But it's around, um, you are who surround yourself with the top five concept. Well,
2: real quick, before we yeah. jump onto this topic, I, I love what you said before in that doing creates clarity. Yeah, And I think a lot of the times people in today's world, we overthink. Thinking doesn't lead to more clarity. Doing leads to more clarity. And I just wanted to round out that thought because it I think is. a lot of the times we, we, we're often confused. Yep. We often are uncertain with what we want to do in life. And I think we think too much. And again, you can, you can either not think at all and that's bad or you can think too much and that's bad. But to me, what you just said before was beautiful in that just for the listeners who are listening, right? Yep. Action is what leads yep. to clarity, yep. not more thinking. Yeah.
1: and you've got to put yourself in these positions right like people ask because we have a lot of random things that happen to us sometimes like yesterday i went to a meeting and it was just meant to be just a normal run-of-your-mill <laughs> meeting at a golf course yes right all of a sudden next minute we're standing on the first tee two seconds later we're playing a round of golf with the lead guitarist from kiss and his manager who's managed like john bon jovi and motley Crue. and i'm sitting there like talking to wally one of our team members and i'm like this is just a great example of just like opportunity and chance, right? Like we could have sat there, not gone up and struck up a conversation, not taken the initiative to have a chat, you know, like, oh, what are you guys up to? Were you first time playing? Just little moments like this, where you can let a little bit of fear just make you sit in the cart and not take that move versus just going up and instigating some action. And I think that's probably like people always ask like, you know, what, what do you think is one of the greatest indicators of success? And I think it's people that just take that chance when Mm -hmm. you've got a 50 50 of fear telling you, should I do this or not? I think the people that are, you know, with bunny ears, quote unquote successful, I think they just take that chance more. Mm -hmm. They have more of those conversations. They ask for more things. They ask for their $250 for a magic trick because eventually they'll ask for X thousands of dollars for that exact same thing. And I think that just compounds on, on your action. So it's sometimes you never get it right. Like if you're you only need to take a handful of really good actions even in a 12-month period and their return is so significant
2: do you, do you know how i used to do algebra mm. <laughs> no, i don't, I don't. Sorry. Uh, you cheated. No, yeah. I, no, i didn't get that <laughs> i didn't, paid somebody I to didn't get it. no no but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna get to your point yeah. because I, I didn't i didn't get the asian math gene right yeah. so when i used to oh, do algebra geez, that's right. yeah i know it is right. 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 but okay so this is just a simple yeah. algebra equation yeah. right yeah. is was it it's not simple yeah. it's x plus one equals nine yeah Right, so you're gonna solve for x. What's that equal to? Right, I I dropped out of math. (laughs) No, 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 it's okay. (laughs) So what I used to do is, so so if x plus one equals nine, I didn't know what the answer was. So I'd go, oh, x equals one. So then one plus one equals. Wait, that's that's not nine. And then I would just replace x for every single number (laughs) that was in the freaking sequence that we had access to. So I'd replace x for one, for two, for three, for four. And it was the. I remember one of one of the the girls that I liked at the time. She was she goes. You are so dumb. It's eight. I just, I just, I didn't have that. I, di- I didn't have that intellect. So to me, I would just replace x for every single number. I have and, no
1: and idea what you're talking about. You
2: don't know what I mean. <laughs> okay, well, I don't so, know algebra. So for day your day listeners who are way more intelligent than you guys, so if if one plus x. Equals nine. I hate this story. X has to be eight. Yeah. For it to okay, nine. that makes sense. Oh, right, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah right. right. X Ryan's has to be eight. I'm yeah. way dumber than but you. are. Yeah. This is horrible. But here's the thing: yeah, I didn't know it was eight. Yeah. So I replaced it with seven. Okay. With six got you. with five. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. four with three. With two with one. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot you guys went to a terrible school. You went to a good one. The thing is, the thing is, from that, from that, what I learned was I don't have to know that it's an eight. I'll just try everything else until I work it out. Mm. Because gradually I'm going to plug eight in there. Gradually I'm going to get love there, it. right? <laughs> we got no, there in I the get, end. I get the analogy now. I love it. Can yeah. I
0: show you? Let's just to double yeah. down on analogies while yeah, we're just yeah, speaking, yeah. Let it. let's, let's do do what? What? Just analogizing let's, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, let's go. It's not a word. Yeah. Um, when I, <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> I left footy, and this is probably my version of it for the people that don't know algebra. Yeah, is I didn't work out what I wanted to do. I worked out what I didn't want to do. Tried real estate building fucking I, I actually used to go and do mm. like leasing commercial office spaces yeah um thought all these wow. yeah like i was doing like this was one day a week so yeah. i'd go out and just try and work out what that thing was because i was, I was always like well, well this isn't going to last forever What <coughs> what is it that's going to happen yeah and through that process i think we get really it's really dangerous because especially where the education's um set up now you go okay i want to be a doctor i have got to go study being a doctor mm. for you know 10 plus years without even trying i know you can't just go and practice being a doctor, you've had the education, but in anything, you go and try it first, yeah. go and work out what it is you want to do and work out what you don't want to do
2: first, Yeah, which is a massive one. So I thought I'd just jump in. No, but that that's, that's awesome. And, and and how crazy is it that we ask kids who are 18 who don't even know what their values are yet, and we don't help them kind of gain clarity on their values so that the job they're doing is aligned with their values. Mm. That's insane. Mm. That's insane. So, so, so they're picking a career path yeah. based on what their parents want. And here's a great Carl Jung quote where he says the greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of its parents yes mm. so most kids who are 18 they're just living out the parent they're just living out their parents dream yeah. because they haven't had time to be able to establish what their values are what they want to do and what their dreams are have you heard the um
0: analogy again this isn't mine this i, I think i got this from a um diverse ceo podcast i can't remember the guy's name who said this but it like challenges the way we look at our strengths and weaknesses mm. so for example a strength uh is something that you're good at. A weakness is something you're not good at. Mm. But there's another way of thinking about it, and this is what I wish I knew um, as a kid. I don't wish that i you know, I've learned it now later in life. But a strength isn't something you're necessarily good at. It's something that gives you strength when you do it. Mm. So you could be terribly poor at it. Like, you could be so bad at mm. it. So for me, English, like writing essays, uh, was something I was really, wasn't great at. I'm not great at sort of writing. Darcy would know. I have to sort of send him six messages in a row till it makes sense like because the English is just absolutely terrible but it's something that I love doing so like speaking writing telling storytelling I love doing it so is it, even though that was perceived as a weakness it was my worst thing on my end score. Mm. it's actually a strength because it gave mm. me strength when I did it mm. versus if you look at it through maybe mm. footy for example like playing sport that was perceived as a massive strength but when I did it it gave me a massive amount of performance anxiety mm. I'd feel like shit before and after mm. it all these sort of things so it sort of goes well, Strength isn't something you're very good at. It's something that gives you strength, and you mm-hmm. you, you can improve in that area. Yeah,
2: thanks Love for that. sharing that. That's yeah, that's really awesome. awesome. cool. Yeah, I do like that.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: That's that. That's us going in the middle here. A strength can <laughs> be yeah. a weakness,
1: and we just It's right in the middle. Yeah, it's right really cool. in the middle. Do you have any like that's really cool? Do you have any that stand out for you that would be, strengths that give me strength? Yeah, like that might not have actually been strengths that were weaknesses because these are great tools. It can to fall, actually, that,
0: that's where you fall into. You can fall into a perceived path yep. that you don't actually want to go down mm. because normally when you're in, you're in school mm. if you're good at something you get pushed in. you don't push you follow that track yeah because yeah. well, Vers- you, you get you get the acknowledgement exactly yeah. versus you might really enjoy something but not be very good yeah. at it mm. and people say well you're not very good at it so you're never going to f- keep doing it
2: mm. yeah that's a really good point yeah. out, i've never thought about it in that way and i that's- think
1: the real cool practical application of this is like if you can get that alignment where fun. your weaknesses are actually your weaknesses and your strengths are your strengths, and then you can tie that in with what you actually do. Mm. It's pretty powerful, right? and they can change, right? Yeah. Like things that you're change. good at and bad. Like yeah. you can, what do you do? You yeah. just put hours in. Well, did you have times in your footy career, like where that pressure wasn't there, where footy was a strength? Like did oh, 100%, it percent. Yeah, when I was yeah. a
0: kid, I just played for fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just, just did it for fun. But I think when it turned into um, high stakes. Um, and everything like that. I just hmm. probably, I, don't, I I hate saying I lost of passion for it, but I just thought that there's more to my life than chasing a ball around. I just really enjoyed other other facets that weren't perceived as strengths at that stage. <laughs> and, and I think there is something where if you
1: start off doing something that you love, and that's call that the generation that we're living in right now. where that's like that's a tagline, right? Like the dream nowadays, it's not probably to acquire a lot of material possessions. It's no. to do things that you love and do what you want to do. It's I think the second part to that when you do find what you love and you're able to do it is making sure that your relationship with that vocation is still healthy because mm. i think that's what happens especially in high performance arenas right like right now podcasts might still be fun but once you get some massive deal or there's downward pressure and all that like how do you then navigate that so that it's still an enjoyable experience mm. and it doesn't kill off the love and like similar things happen with me with golf like obviously that's you know, on the scale of passion-based businesses, very, very high. But then there's been periods of time there where I've nearly fallen out of love with the game. And I'm like, well, this is actually the key driver. Like if I fall too in love with the business or these other components, it's always then revisiting that love for actually what brought me into the space. And pandemic was amazing. Like actually having golf taken away from us that really reignited that love but getting that healthy relationship and i realized that a lot of the times when i felt that downward pressure it was just based on the attachment that i now had with things like all right this has to go that way i've got to perform this way Mm. the business has to do this it has to do all these things and if you're able to sort of trick your brain into detaching from that a little bit it can be a way to
0: I definitely oh, went okay. through that. Like, not through the phase where I was losing passion in in doing this at all, but I think I lost the purpose in what I was doing. Mm. Versus, and and Vin, you you know, you're in this space as well of keynote speaking, so this would be, I hope this is um maybe you've been through something similar. But with the podcasting stuff, the reason I got into it was I love learning, love talking to people, love learning. And I suppose I got to the stage where this started to become, you know, getting traction and people were listening. And I st- went away from like learning to then going, well, what's gonna build the podcast and get more people to listen and get more people to comment and enjoy it and build this community, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm. But then I came back and I was like, fuck, man, like I started this because I want to sit down with people, meet them, learn from them and just get better. And then as soon as I realized that it's made decisions so much easier again, I'm back in passion because I don't even think about what happens now. Mm. As long as I enjoy what I do, I know someone else out there will enjoy it as well. Because they're all in the same. As long as you get those like-minded people. And I was like, maybe the people that weren't enjoying it or don't enjoy these specific episodes, maybe they're not the people I'm
2: really trying to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have that alignment like a little, probably probably three months ago, I reckon. Yeah. There's, a, there's a there's a lesson in the world of theatre that helps me a lot. And it's that if you try to please them all, you'll please no one. Literally. Yeah. So it, it's so important because we live in a world where we want to please everyone. We want everyone to like us, right? And, and I have been through something similar with you mm-hmm. boys as well. It's just... I love speaking. I mean, I fell out of love with magic. Yep. I also fell out of love with speaking because I did so much of it. And I, and I think that, mm. that that is a big lesson for me is that I love I, I love pad thai. But if you give me pad thai three times a day, seven days a week, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I can't do it. Yeah. And I think like with anything, if you just do it in excess, you've got to be really careful. I mean, I love running my, my workshops. Like I teach communication mm. skills, right? I've had to limit to only doing four a year because I found that when I do eight, I don't like it anymore. It's too much. It's so weird. And I, and I you know, I, I recognize that I'm very lucky to be able to say this, but I have to limit how much I do it. Yeah. Because if I do it all the time, I fall out of love with it, right? It's, it's because anything that we do, human beings are so weird in that we do anything for a consistent period of time, we don't like it anymore. Mm. It's too easy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's right. Something it's too easy. You just go something out. Yeah. Well, because we love variety. Yeah. And I think the key is creating that variety. And, and and like you said, still remember what the reason you did it for is, but also be careful of the volume as well, because that was, for me, I, I, I 2019, I was on the road 180 days, 200 days a year. And then I just remember waking up in a hotel room going, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this anymore. Right? And, and it, it, there's a real danger in just the volume as well. Like even going back to like
1: when The Kiss, you know, like seeing these guys, they've been doing that for 30 years. (laughs) It's like how do you, playing the same, like same songs, like the gig, like I think it's one of the most impressive things Mm. when people can, do 100 shows of something for a 20-30 year period because my brain is so far off operating that like i struggle to do if we have to perform the same workshop twice
0: Mm. i battle with that (laughs) like it's it really impresses me but then for someone
2: who hasn't seen one of your keynotes what do you cover i i talk about the importance of looking at things from different points of view because the funny thing about magic is i remember getting into magic the one thing you'll find that most beginner magicians do is they'll watch other magicians, but they'll watch the same video 10 times, 20 times, 30 times. And then the funny thing is we watch it in slow-mo, we watch it fast, and then we try to watch it backwards. And we're watching the same thing from multiple different points of view to try to work out how the magic was done. So inevitably for magicians, what we love is we love solving puzzles, because the magic trick is just the puzzle. And we love solving puzzles. That's a huge reason why I love magic. So I I often share with people, there's, there's a power to looking at a problem from multiple different points of view. Often the reason why we think a problem cannot be solved is because you're only looking at it from your point of view. Now, when you get to collaborate with other people, the powerful thing about that is when you talk to somebody else about a problem that you're experiencing, they see it from a different point of view, having insights that you don't have. So something that's very difficult for you to solve, you talk to someone else, oh, that's easy, you just do X, Y, Z. So I talk about the power of perspective. Why it's so important to continually collaborate with different people from different walks of life. That's so what you do is so cool, Dylan. You know, you're speaking to pro athletes and you're speaking to to entrepreneurs. You're you're gathering so many different perspectives that allow you to build the mind that you have. So I talk the importance of that, and then the second point I talk about, which I guess we can riff on now, mm-hmm. is the whole idea behind you're the direct reflection of the top five people you spend time with. In every culture, you'll find a version of this. In the Vietnamese culture, there's 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 a quote where it's like, if you hang out with squid, you're gonna get ink on you, right? And it's just that's yeah. <laughs> why are you that's, laughing? Like, it's so profound. Doing... <laughs> yeah, no, it's really... <laughs> yeah, right. And it's just, but but it's just one of those things where, in every culture that exists, and I think it exists for a reason, you know. Or show me your friends, and I'll show you your future, right? There's all these different versions of that, and that's something I try to share with people too, because it's not just about working who you, working out who you are in the present. What that quote means is you can decide who you want to become in the future by crafting the people you spend out, spending time with now. Like you can craft who you become. That's so empowering, right? Whereas often we feel so trapped in life, but no, you have so much power because you can spend time with people that can shape the person you gradually become. Wow, that, that to me means, wow, you can, you can craft any future version of yourself you want. You just have to be conscious of that. Whereas again, I think in life, we fall trapped into convenient friends. It's too hard to go up and mm. talk to that manager of kids. It's too hard to have that conversation. It's too hard to join this new club. A lot of excuses, yeah. mm. whereas you have the power. Is there a scenario that comes to mind that's, that's,
0: that really resonates with you?
2: Yeah, my dad pulled me out of school five times and made me move into five different schools, man. I hated my dad for that. And the reason for that was I kept hanging out with the bad kids. Because they were cool, man, right? So when I was in year eight, hung out with all the, the, you know, all the Vietnamese guys that were in gangs and would get into fights. Because I was like, that's cool. You know, that's, that's, just how, you, that's how you find it love is, and get the it's, girls. Well, it's cool. Yeah, it, well, it is cool. <laughs> I still think it's pretty cool, right? But, but the thing is, I, I kept hanging out with them. And my dad goes, okay, one well, I'm pulling you up. And I was like, no, no, these are my friends. And the next school I went to, same thing, straight back into hanging out with the cool kids, right? Except in the next school, it was in, filled with Italians. So I hung out with the <laughs> Italian gangsters, right? <laughs> right? And then same thing, my dad goes, I don't care, I'm, I'm your dad, man, I'm not your best mate. Pulled me out again, hated him for it, hated him for it. And you know, as I reflect on that, when I look at some of my friends in the past now, who I still love, they're still great people, but man, some of them are in jail, some of them are dead. Some of them now are working in dead end places. They're not happy. And I have my dad to thank for that because my dad realized that the people I was hanging out with, that's who I was going to become. And, you know, it's not just important for you in your formative years when you're in your teens, it's important throughout life. It really is. And a the future example is, is meeting this guy, meeting Ali. Ali changed my life. And he changed my life in so many ways in that I was on this, I was on this path where, you know, becoming this keynote speaker, like you said. And, then, and the reason why I don't start and I don't want to introduce myself is that is because when I'm with mm-hmm. you, I feel human. I feel, I bring, feel normal. Yeah, yeah, you just bring me down, yeah, you know, yeah, like, but, but, I, but I feel from the, I feel, from the hood. Yeah. I, and that's one of the reasons I love hanging with him because he makes me feel normal. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, always see me as, oh, how high international keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. I love you because I get to feel normal around you. But that is the main, like, I want to be clear. That's the main reason my are friends. If you didn't <laughs> have that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, if I didn't yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right yeah, very right, conditional. Right. I see how it is. Yeah. But but the thing is, it's just when I met Ali, such a powerful thing. And the way he persuaded me, him being in my top five, is that I was starting to do things that were misaligned. I was chasing money, man. I was chasing material things, man. <laughs> You know, he's so kind in saying that, hey man, you're such authentic, you're a sincere guy, you're not chasing those things. No, no, but the tendency that I have, always have, is I go back to that Ali. I want to buy the fancier car. I want to buy the fancier house. I want to do that. But having you in my top five, you bring me back to what's important in life. Family, the experiences we can create, the deep conversations that we have. Whereas Mm. I, I, man, like for those who don't know me, the tendency i have is to be pulled back in that direction you pull me back every time mm. right so so again how important That's is that cool. didn't Beautiful. have this guy yeah it's nice mm. we'll be living a very shallow life with lots of material things that don't serve me right so it's it's so important throughout life not just during our formative years yeah. yeah and i think there's
1: ways you can do a bit of like we say you can do a bit of both right like it doesn't have to be in either or but yeah We all have tendencies. We all have things that don't but I don't know. Just such a big believer that, like, life is short. You know, like, we have this small window of opportunity where we get to experience this movie, call it. And I don't know, just even when I was a kid, like, four or five years old, I'm like, surely... There's got to be, you know, like this isn't it? Like there's got to be something else. There's there's different worlds that we can create, and I think that's why I sort of skewed to entrepreneurship because you get to build these worlds that then unlock new worlds and new doors and open it up. And I think, you know, that's that's what friends are like as well. Like when I think about this sort of group coming together, like every conversation that we can have, there's always got to be a new world that can get opened up, and. You know, you can do that in the business world or you can do that in your job, but then doing it with people, that's like the coolest way Mm. to do it where you then capitalize on these experiences and these lessons that you learn, like, you know, going back to you, like the stuff that I've learned from you over the last seven years, you know, being largely a pretty logical minded person, like this guy made me become like a genuine human, you know, (laughs) where it wasn't just about winning the game that you were playing or just getting that result. It was all right. How do you then do that in a way that's, kind and a little bit more authentic and generous and you know like we learn all these lessons from each other right like even meeting you do like over the last few months this has been another little spark of energy like watching somebody with high energy that's doing some cool stuff that's meeting cool people like every time we have a chat there's like a new person to meet there's a new experience there to have and I think that's what it's about like if you can surround yourself with people that can nourish you Mm -hmm. like we always use that word but like is this a nourishing experience or is it a depleting one and, yeah, we're going to have relationships that are sometimes depleting. And a lot of the times they're our most important relationships in the world, right? But how can you then also keep refilling that cup with these new relationships and new new incredible humans? And I think that's something that we stop doing after we finish school or finish uni or um, some of those structured activities where you get to build a bit of a community. And mm. you know, I think that's what it's all about.
0: KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. It is. i need to jump in on the bromance here because yeah. i need to tell ali how much i love him as well. oh, yeah, yeah, Because please. It, 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 like it. we <laughs> i'm gonna start what? no no we like when we went up. away no <laughs> but when we went away <laughs> i came home and we had this like two weeks in scotland as a, again i probably can't preface how weird it was that we even went away together like not knowing each other, each other at all mm-hmm. like just went like that was the energy i got from ali. like he's like you want to go scotland i was like you know not yeah, I do. I do want to go to Scotland with you. I don't know you, but I'm yep. going to go to Scotland with you. Okay, we stayed in some shit accommodation. That was his fault. But yep. it made the trip unbelievable. We sat, I talk about these bus trips, but the whole day we're just fucking solving these problems, opening my mind to new mm. things, spoke about relationships, spoke about business, spoke about communication, spoke about books, spoke about mm. all these different things that I was like, just blew my mind. And we came back, we've got plans, we've got all these new plans. I'm fucking in Adelaide now talking to you, Fire like meeting up. you. Um when I got home, it was so funny. I think you know it'd be great to get my wife's perspective on this. But by the, at the end of the week, she's like, "Can you shut the fuck up about this Ali guy?" Thought <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, like, my Ali taught me this. Ali taught me this. He told me read this book. We have got to do this planning. We got to do this. But again, just to keep talking about the point. Like, sorry, Jazz. you are. I know we haven't met. <laughs> you are. You, you, you've got to continue. Like, who? At how old are you? I don't even know this. Uh, Thirty-six. Thirty-six. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-nine. About like, about 36, 29. Yeah. How old are you? Thirty-six. As Thirty-six well. as well. Like who makes friends at that age yeah. like if you can look at yourself and i'm not saying that yeah. i yeah. would have previously like before this previously before sorry i i wasn't someone to do that. i was like i've already got my my yeah. friends i've got my best five best yeah, mates yeah. i don't need new friends but you really can put yourself out there to meet new people and and grow from it mm. and it is really really cool like yeah. it is really cool yeah I'd, the, I'd actually ask people out there Think about it now. Mm. Who have you met in the last twelve months that's a posit- like positively impacted you that you didn't know before? Yeah, I don't know if there would be a lot of people that have mm-hmm. have can do that. You've you've it's it's hard. It's not comfortable. It's yeah. it's weird. And again, you go back to what we said
1: earlier. You've got to put your like because then people will be like, okay, I have zero in the last twelve months. So how do you then fix that? Right? You've got to put yourself in positions where you can make those interactions happen. And when you are older, I think the easiest way to do it is combining a passion that you've got with a community you know like go join a class go join a club go traveling do some of these activities whatever's sort of within range and reason like it can even nowadays like we've got so many tools like online like you can you can find these things like recently i've been opening basketball cards you know with my old mates and a couple of new ones and then you build friendships it's from these random little interactions Mm. um but you've got to put yourself in situations where you can unlock these things Mm. and i think that's what we get lazy with that as we get a little bit older too because we get super comfortable, comfortable, so comfortable. with our crew, right? And, and it doesn't mean that you have to trade out your old crew. You still keep that, keep nourishing those deep long-term relationships. But that top 10% or bottom 10%, you can just change up a little bit.
2: Mm. I mean, if you sit there and you think about it, how exciting is it to think that I still am going to meet one of my best friends that I haven't met yet yeah. in the future? Mm. How cool is that? So cool. Like, imagine, imagine, I mean, think of yeah. one of your best friends now, yeah. right? And think, and think, of, think that you're, you're going to meet another one of those yeah. in the next five years that's going to come into your life mm. and radically shift your life. I mean, mm. why, why, why not, right? And that, that to me is such an exciting thought. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine thinking of your best friend right now and go, there's another two or three of them that are still on <laughs> so the cool. way. It's so and, good. And, and I yeah, always love this quote as well. The quote is that, you know, what you are seeking is currently seeking you, right? So it's like that friend you're seeking, they're trying to find you too right now. But you have to become a certain person for them to be able to find you. And it's like as, you know, because when I look at the friendship you, you both have right now, slightly jealous you both went to Scotland without me. <laughs> but, then, but then thinking about it in the sense that you had to become the dill that would have stood out to him. He had to become the Ali that he is to have stood out to you. Mm. It's almost like you're out in the ocean. You're both lighthouses and, and you need to shine your your light. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't shine it bright enough, people ain't going to yeah. see you. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. It's, it's so, so true. I don't want you to know primarily just spoke about you on those bus trips. Yeah, right? yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's, so that's, yeah. Why, that's why you are a part of, yeah. of the yeah. I was there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was there. I think he was just, yeah, just yeah.
0: reciting <laughs> your keynote <laughs> and <laughs> just using it as his own, basically the whole time. Um, you bastard. <laughs> you know, cause I love being able to put, it's all well and good and I suppose we did just talk about it then joining clubs, yeah. you know, like getting yeah, yeah. into things, finding interest, but there is one lovely, incredible story I've heard you tell about how you met a really good friend of yours now. Yeah. And it's borderline restraining order type situation. <laughs> But I think it's such well, a good story because it shows that these sometimes it's not all comfortable. You will get backlash. You will yeah, get people yeah, that yeah. say no. You will get people that turn your way. Yeah, it's it. You have to be persistent.
2: And, and I guess I want to use an example that's relevant, right? Because yeah. Ali, how yeah. did how did I get to know Ali? I know yeah. I joked around yeah. at the beginning saying that oh I don't know how I met this guy yeah. either, but I do remember and I, I reflect on that and I yeah. I sent you a picture of the message yeah, yeah, yeah. you first sent me when yep. we first met. So yeah. I spoke at a conference where he saw me speak, and. Then I get a message from this guy uh, Ali Tarai. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then four I- followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I better check this out. Four in the Asian culture means yeah. die, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I, I I reached. He reached out to me and he said, Hey man, loved your speech. I've I've gone ahead and put your name forward to a conference that's happening in I think it was Boston, yeah, in Boston, yeah, in Boston, and. I hope you get it because you're freaking amazing at what you do. And, and what he did for me was that I was just started my speaking career and I wanted to speak more. And then I got that gig in Boston because he pushed me f- for that gig and then I got it. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Why would he help me like that? And, and, it, and it, wasn't, it wasn't kind of a low-level effort help. It was help that was aligned with a goal that I'm trying to achieve. So that, that kind of help that he gave me meant so much to me. And I think a lot of the times we don't, we, we forget when we want somebody else in our lives, we want it for our own selfish reasons. I want that person cause they're gonna better my life. Mm. And then what do we all do? And we've all done this, I've done this. And what we do is send an email. Hey Ali, mm. I know you're busy, but do you have 15 minutes so I can pick your brains for a coffee? Mm. And I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, right? But, but that's, we go to low levels of effort when we do these things equate to low levels of conversion, right? Whereas what Ali took time, he had to write down all my details into this HubSpot keynote reference thing. He, he, you know, he gave my website, gave video links to everything I did and then he, and then he proposed me as a speaker and I got, I, got, I got the gig, right? So I think we have to think, how can we give in a meaningful way to the other person? Because that's the fastest way to build connection. Awesome. But you've got to give in a meaningful way. You know, don't 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 buy me a fifty dollar voucher for 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 alcohol because I actually don't drink, right? It, it's and I've had people do that before. You know, people meet me and they go, you know, we've got you the most beautiful bottle of wine. We want to. Get. I don't drink, and I, I don't drink alcohol. But thank you, you know, that's really nice. You know what I mean? So I think we've got to put more thought. And the reason you, the, I know the reason why I do brought this up is because to to reach out to multiple people that I've reached out to, I I go heavy on the front. Yeah. <laughs> I get heavy on the front, right? You got some awesome. So, stuff. so one of one of my one of my best friends in my life, Matthew Mihalovic, uh, an incredible entrepreneur. Uh, you know, for me to get his attention, he he wrote a book at the time, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy a thousand of his books, right? And it was a lot of money at the time. That was all most of my savings. But then I I I did it. Sent him a photo with me and all the books, and then I had a lot of books to give away after that, right? And <laughs> but then what I did was, and the reason I did that was because I knew he wrote a book, and that he wanted. Mm he wanted his book to impact the world. So I thought, all right, well then every time I do a speech, I'll give away his books free at my speeches, right? And then what was crazy was people was, were getting me to sign his book, which was hello. So then I had videos of me signing his book That's and I right. sent it to him <laughs> so and good. he loved it. And, and, and the, the most beautiful friendship has came as a result. And, and I think it's often, we wanna take first Whereas the movie is, I believe, Mm. give first. I'm so guilty, so guilty of always asking. We're all like that, but we're all like that, man.
0: Yeah. We're all like that. And it's okay, we're human. But it it makes it so much more obvious now that, you know, with the relationship that I've got with Ali, like, I don't think I've ever done anything for him. Mm. He's always. He's he's been been telling me. No, but that's incorrect. He's always just done things to me. It's really. I
1: feel terrible now. No, but you have, though, man. (laughs) Like, and this is. Good relationships Mm. organically end up having a very positive exchange of value, right? Like the other day, like you referred like an amazing footballer to join Future Golf. Mm. Like, we're doing this podcast. You were creating content for us in the British Open, mate. Don't, it might be subtle. Let me me tell you what you you give him. I can tell you what you you give him.
2: I can tell you because I, I know this guy. This Ali is a very logic driven guy. He's a very logic driven guy. The same reason he's connected to you is a very similar reason why he's connected to me is we bring emotion, we bring connection, we bring heart. I know it sounds egotistical shit for me to say that, but I know that's what I bring into his life. And I know that's what you bring. Mm -hmm. Just sitting here with you for the last hour now, Mm -hmm. you have so much heart. You have so much kindness and love. You have so much self-awareness. You have so much emotion. You have so much connection. That's what he wants. I have a pea heart. I'm trying to grow it. But into- but that's the thing <laughs> is that we we are all starving something. Yeah. We all yeah. want something, and I know that's what drew, that's what he's drawn to with you, mm. mm-hmm. right? And that's that's probably one of your superpowers, and it's probably why your listeners listen to you, is because they're starving connection. They they, they want that authentic connection, yeah. you know, and and then that dude, that's, it's so hard to come by, it really is, and. Do one of the things you have. You've got that in spades, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in your voice. It's in the way you speak. It's in the way you look. It's in the way you listen. It's in everything that you do, and it's beautiful, man. Yeah. So I that's what he gets. It. So he's getting a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, he needs to give you more. And yeah. you guys like, for, and
1: for the call yeah. it like if we're going by character types, like for my character type, finding humans like you guys. <laughs> I'll call you humans because I just want to dissociate <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> it's it's extremely difficult. You guys are yeah. rare. You're very rare, like in terms of having that mixture of you know the emotional intelligence, call it, but then also being able to combine it with mastery in in your space. So for me, like I love that combo, and I always try to surround myself. That's my sort of type. Like I don't really care about people who are good at business or just very logical minded, because probably going to not really add too much more to it it's finding those differences and I love what you said there because for people that are listening like make a little list of the things that you're looking for if you've got that level of self-awareness like who is it in your life that you want to bring into it and then what can you really I love how you front end those things like I'd never met anyone that did moves like what he pulled off like buying a thousand books you've done heaps of them like the level of research you've done when you've contacted and reached out to people and Vin showed me that there's such a great return on that investment. And most people don't go past writing a message or an email. You're not gonna stand out. Like if you really wanna go and meet somebody or have a chance at building a relationship or a connection with them, like whatever you're thinking the time, effort, monetary investment is, times it by about 100. And that probably will give you a better chance, where it's nearly a no-brainer for them. To be able to be like you know what i'm going to allocate some time some energy some bandwidth to this person do
0: you know how Um, much i cringe at me as an 18 year old (laughs) emailing people asking them for 30 minutes of their time and catching up for a coffee
2: i have those emails of mine still i look at them all the time
0: yeah Yeah. because i go this person now that i know that you know how hard it is to even run a business they don't have 30 minutes and they like as you think you're actually doing a nice thing by asking someone for 30 minutes yeah but it's it is what exactly you're saying go out of your way first to do the research show them and i had an incredible email the other day that floored me it was this guy called ben and he emailed me and it wasn't asking again what he can do he was saying hey mate i've just been doing a bit of research on your business These is where i think you can improve Mm. straight away i was like fuck I want to meet this guy Yeah. I love this yeah. so cool it was like coming straight away with Stands something up. that you want and yeah. you're like I will go and do that it was That's like the one. reverse of it Yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's really really important
1: yeah. and the more specific you can be like you know I love those reach outs as well like we've had a few during our time with Future Golf where it's nearly on a platter where someone's like hey I've already done all of this I'm going to give it to you for free or I'll actually come in and do it for free in two weeks time if you like it then we can have a chat but yep. there's no obligation here I'm like as if I'm, you can't, you can't say no, no to that, yeah. you cannot, like, can yeah. And if it's aligned with what you want to do and they've hit that exactly mm. on point, it's like, yes, I'm guessing so, that's exactly what Darcy did. Yeah, sort of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he charged yeah. up front, yeah he's, yeah, he's losing it. Uh, no, but like, they're, <laughs> they're the massive. great stories. And I think even when you're thinking about team building and if there's, you know, people that want to do the entrepreneurship thing, when you're starting out, if you can find people like that, that are like doers, that can generate a result, they're autonomous that have a skill set that they're clear on and that aligns with what you're doing that's how you build businesses and that's how you if you're going to have a chance at it being semi survivable um i think that's the that's one of the real key secret sources mm-hmm. here
0: you said something um earlier when we were talking and it, it came back i think it's relevant for everyone's story mm-hmm. and and not just us but mm-hmm. just in general something that a quote that I heard years ago from a former coach was like get comfortable being uncomfortable mm. and every day that becomes more relevant for me like you just as soon as you're feeling comfortable you go fuck I must be going backwards because mm. I think that, you, that mm. you don't get you don't grow from being uncomfortable yeah. and there's something that um this is what I really respect about Ali under, under a lot of things but he CEO of his own business great guy didn't think you know at the start that he was as funny as he, he is now mm. but can you talk us through what you did recently or a couple of years ago yeah. with the comedy festival oh, and just put like, this is to the extremes that he goes to, to put himself out of his comfort yeah. zone of things that he doesn't do. Just to, can just you give to us a better. taste of a, a bit as oh, well? Oh, yeah, 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 come, come on. on, here we <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Come
2: yeah. on, we've <laughs> rusty. It's been a few years. <laughs> just come give it a on, crack. Joe's. Give it a crack. We'll see. We'll see if it gets <laughs>
1: Think of, um, but yeah, a few years, like a few years ago, I was. And why? Well, I was looking at fear just as a concept and, you know, going back to just what life throws up at you, right? I'm like, there's something here with fear where it definitely holds you back. So I was scared of heights and I'm like, okay, well, better go skydiving. You know, like, we'll give that a go, tick that off. And then I was like, all right, scared of heights still after skydiving, that bungee jumping still looks pretty scary. So we'll go do that. And then I'm like, what else is really scary? And this is probably even after we started connecting and Well you made me do it too On
2: the big stage. After he did did it We did
1: it in Chicago Made me do it in
2: Chicago Worst experience I've ever had The bungee or the sky? No the the, the The comedy Oh the comedy You did it You made me do the comedy I was like worst experience of my life So
1: yeah, I was just googling around one day And I'm like uh, you know Uh. Looking up what's like The scariest things you can do And like after keynote speaking Which rates right up there Comedy is I think pretty close I don't think it even registers on the list Because it's that scary Comedy is higher I think comedy would be higher People aren't think about And there's a crew School of hard knock knocks And melbourne that were i think they just started running this course so you'd go in for three days um and then pretty much yeah walking off the street they'll try to help you write some bits they have a couple of expert comedians there and then after the three days you do a show in front of 100 people So it's all the friends and family of like the people there so you write a five minute bit and like you're sitting there and like hats off to comedians it is one of the hardest mm. things like and and there's no middle ground right like with comedy <laughs> it's literally you, there's a big bright light shining yeah. on your face yes like my heart rate. like i'm getting sweaty things yes, right? like literally like it still brings uh, back bad memories yeah. and like you're sitting there and so there's eight of us in this class and like there's the big bright light i think i was like number six Right, so you see the first five, like, go on stage, just eat shit. Right, like, oh it, was, it was, like, not, I reckon it's been now, it's nearly been 40 minutes without a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no one's, no one's yet. You're next up. And then I'm like, oh, my God, crap. And, like, sweating. <laughs> Right. I'm getting nervous. And then you get up there and then, yeah, the lights in your face. And like, I just sort of kicked off. I'm like, you know, I feel really sorry for the white comedians because that light's going to give them sunburn. (laughs) So like, all right, we just ease into one. I thought (laughs) it was pretty good. First laugh of the night, right? First (laughs) night. And then, and then you kind of sit there, but like the nerves while you're trying to get there and like, we're at the point where you still got your jokes in your hand now. It's pretty hard to be funny when you're reading jokes (laughs) of a a piece of paper. But yeah, like that experience, like the adrenaline rush of getting out there and doing a five-minute bit, you know, like I probably hit maybe four jokes or five jokes. But that feeling when people laugh and then you go from like nearly wanting to die to like somebody laughing, then you ease into it a little bit. Incredible, right? Like in terms of like scariest things I've ever done, it still probably ranks number one. Like It would be right up there. And then after that, that a best off series. So they picked, obviously, there was only like two that got laughs. So we got selected for that. And then I think three weeks later, we were performing at the Melbourne International Comedy <laughs> Festival. <laughs> That's so so my second gig That's my, sec- unbelievable. my second gig was That's at the crazy. Melbourne International Comedy Festival. <laughs> and like I had a badge. I got paid. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Then did the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Oh, so you got paid for that. But then, you went from, the, like-
0: the, I don't want this story to get lost in the fact that you've done this. To conquer a fear Three gigs later Melbourne International Comedy (laughs) Festival Being paid And then you're at Adelaide Fringe Festival It's unbelievable
1: Most of my material Like she's like You are not funny Like I hate that you're doing this And I'm like Oh guess what Like the the crew from Melbourne International Comedy Festival have called up She's like I fucking hate this I hate that this is happening She's like I'm the funny one You're shit I've watched your first gig It sucked (laughs) It's like
2: And I'm like We'll we'll keep going Hey we should promote your special That's coming out on (laughs) Netflix I seriously wouldn't uh, be surprised no, it's um, it's oh fun. But
1: I think in life, you've got to do these things. Like, think of the things that scare the shit out of you and go give them a go. Like, but what's but the worst case scenario, right? Like, that's what I think people, like, they just over... We we all do this. We yeah. over amplify the worst case scenario when the worst case scenario generally isn't all that bad. And I think it's maybe in another Tim Ferriss book or one of them. It's like, like realistically, if I take that move, so what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me if, that's, if I got zero laughs, which is the worst thing that could happen and I watched six people experience that the worst thing that's going to happen there is like no one laughed Mm. realistically and then you get on with your life
0: and then it's funny in six months it's
1: funny in six months time or you can tell yourself a story of oh my god i'm i'm a piece of shit i never should have done it you know and like you go down that narrative path which isn't really going to help you and i think that's the big danger that it's what we do to ourselves. it's like we give things a go we fail and then instead of being like all right how can i do better the next time we'll be like oh i just suck at this you know, like golf's a great example. Like the amount of people that swing a club the first time, they don't hit the ball properly. Like, no, nah, not for me. You know, like, I suck at this. I'll never play. It's like, yeah, just swing it like a few more times, you know? And after about a thousand of these, you'll probably hit a good one. And I think that's just a really cool analogy for life is that give things a go. And the more that it scares you, it's a signal.
0: Hey, you boys are doing something very cool coming up um, together, collaborating. Mm. There's going to be an online course for this. Mm. Talk us through it. What's it about? What can we learn? How can we get involved? Because I think after today, there's going to be a few that are keen to. Well, to I learn think, some new analogies. I
2: think we've got to talk about why it came about. <laughs> I, first, right? I think that's pretty important. Mm. I mean, you want to start with you that? You start, you're the storyteller. Well, well, this was really weird because in 2016, just in my speaking career, it was one of the, one of the peaks of my career. And then I, I remember this was just after mm. I kind of met you. And I, I went on this journey myself too, because I, at the peak of my career, I felt the worst. It was so weird, man. Because I was I was, I was, was taught in my life up until that point that if I make a lot of money, I'm able to buy my mom and dad a house, I'm able to buy a nice car, then I should be really, really, really ecstatic and euphoric. But I wasn't. I felt really depressed. And I remember sitting down with my wife and I said to paywen I said, I think I'm in trouble. Like, I think something's wrong. And These were hard words for her to hear. I just said, you can't help me. Um, Lenny, my best mate, can't help me. No one can help me. The only person that can help me is me right now. And the only thought I had gone through my head deal was that I I thought to myself, if I I was able to cram a six-month university course in two weeks and pass, I can work this shit out. But I needed time on my own. So I asked my wife, I said, look, I, 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 and I started freaking out over this thought that my whole life I've never spent seven days by myself for myself. And then that thought just kept going through my head around, 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 and it freaked me the shit out. I just went, fuck, I've never spent seven days for myself by myself. I love my family, taught to always serve the family. So then I said to my wife, I, I need these seven days away. And my wife genuinely thought I was going to go kill myself. Mm. And then she goes, I, I have to send Lenny with you. Um, your best mate, just for the first couple of days. Um, So then Lenny came with me for the first couple of days and I I was okay, I was fine. And then Lenny left and I was there by myself in Queenstown. And I booked a little Airbnb on top of a place where there's like no cell reception. And then I went up there and I had a bunch of paper and a bunch of crayons and a list of 25 questions that I wanted to ask myself. And when I started answering these questions, I wrote down the answers, I stuck them on the wall and... I realized that all the answers that I was writing were bullshit because they weren't my words. It's what my wife wanted. It's what my mum and dad wanted. It's what I felt society thought I should want. And then, and then I, I went through a little bit of a panic attack because I, I went, what is my voice? Like, where is it? Like, how, how, have I, how have I become so lost that none of these words that I see to the answers of the questions that I'm asking are mine? And then that 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 was that was really confronting. So then I had to sit there look at answers that weren't mine. And then and I remember this quote as well. It was from a director where he goes, you know, your voice, you, the real you when it speaks, it whispers. But life drowns out your voice. So in the stillness of being my own I started getting scared of ghosts and shit. And then I sat there just going, well what is my voice? And it took 3 4 days before I started to get little clues to the questions that I was asking myself you know and and that's when I that's when I was building this career of being a keynote speaker and I was doing all these things and and from that those 7 days that's when I realized that I'd been living my life based on the goals that I set when I was 18 and the reason why we call this experience and and this course of ours recalibrate was that I didn't recalibrate my goals, my values, who I was for 10 years still. For 10 years, I didn't recalibrate. So the goal when I was 18, what was it? Oh, buy a really awesome sports car. Uh, make a million dollars. Why a million? I don't even know. Just make a million dollars, man. Just make the money, I don't know. All right? Buy, buy a house, buy a multi million, like just do it, man, that's just, that's... So I'd been, I'd been chasing goals since I was 18. At the time I was 26, 27, and I'd achieved the goals of a previous version of me. That's why I was unhappy because I'd achieved the goals of someone else. I achieved somebody else's goal and I'd lost track of who I bloody was now. And that was me in my mm. own way going through the process of recalibrating myself. And then I, this is when I met Ali, it was funny. We met during this time, mm. he was doing the same thing. This is when you were in working yeah. for the university.
1: Yeah, yeah. and
2: mine, I've no
1: great, like, greater grand story for it yeah. <laughs> but my one probably sits
0: it's more so up. fucking hard to do. it is a very good story oh, it's amazing it's, it's unbelievable, amazing. It's, just unbelievable.
1: Just, just it's like and one, i'll go probably I'll, I'll do the practical application version yeah of definitely this, is probably yeah i was at a point in my career where it's doing all right i was working at in the higher education and i'm like a lot of the work that i was doing was strategy-based work so you'd you'd sit there and you're solving problems right it's like okay this is this is the goal of the institution this is what we want to achieve and i'm like we spend so much time especially in the corporate world doing like business strategies where you'll sit there and you'll map out you'll look at the finances you will look at the budget you'll get the people around you'll look at all the different moves that you might make and then there's usually results that you then want to achieve and i'm like okay well this is great and then i'm started reflecting on, i'm like i'm pretty decent at this in the business world and then i started looking i'm like I'm not really good at it in my own life and then i started the email i'm like does anyone do this in their own life like actually sit there and map their life out like it is a proper business strategy, where you'd have a vision statement and you'd start looking at your values and you reflect and you looked at what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you know, like we've got variations of this in the way that we now do it, but even just things like, okay, well, what have I done over the last 12 months? It was really awesome. What are some of the things that weren't that great? What are some of the things where I need to find a little bit of inspiration and new thought and new ideas? Like who are we following right now? Who's who's doing some cool things here? Who are the people that I want to learn from? And then you can start collecting these things. So, you know, we call that sort of collecting the dots, right, where you bring everything together. And then after you collect all the dots, it's like, oh, right, well, how do we then connect it? You know, and then you start forming the strategy and the plan. It's like, okay, well, these are some of the outcomes that I want. These are some of the actions that I need to take. These are some of the knowledge that I need that I don't really have that I need to find. And if you keep following that cycle, stuff starts happening. So, yeah, around the same time, like... 2014, 2015. I'm like, I'm probably going to transition out of this career. You know, I'm hitting hitting the end there. So if I'm going to do all these other things, I need some type of plan and strategy. And for my brain and the way that it works, I like having things down on paper, like documents and lists, just make me feel safe. You know, that's my security blanket. Like, you know, some people they'll like call up their friends and they'll go out and they're like, you know, that's where they get that comfort from. I get it from there. Um, but definitely if I have a good document and a good list mm. going oof. hello yeah. hello <laughs> uh, now we're talking
0: we've got a nice little google doc going you get docs at the moment, uh, always uh, docs. updates. Okay, we, we communicate in is docs. this normal as well because yeah. he's invited me to uh, his house in his beach house down yeah. on the beach he really wants me to go yeah. and just do a one-on-one with him so that actually is going to be a one-on-one yeah, 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 yeah. call yeah, that's because I was that's sort that's of thinking he, you know he wants yeah. just one-on-one yeah. you know I was yeah. like this is weird that's how you know you're in the inner circle yeah we are like we're going to go down I'm going to do that like because yeah. we we spoke about this for everyone in school and yeah. I was like similar thing, and yeah. not the not the fact yeah. that I'm I'm you know I'm incredibly yeah. grateful right now. I'm yeah. living a life that I cannot every day I wake up and what the fuck's yeah. actually going on. Yeah. But um, it, I think that's nearly even more important to calibrate where you are
2: because you've got to make sure you continue to, yeah. doing what you're happy with. Yeah, um, which well, is super clarity, cool. Man. Clarity. What, man. what we're talking about here is clarity. Mm. I mean, we we just did a podcast yeah. the other day where you know we we reached out to our social media to go, hey, what do you guys want mm. us to talk about and overwhelming amount of comments that were coming through were people feeling lost and overwhelmed and I think the lack of inspiration being lost being overwhelmed not knowing what you like mm-hmm. all of it the root of all evil seems to be a lack of clarity because when when, when you wake up and you're clear on what your values are you're clear on what it is you want to do you're clear in, on, on when, when you're clear. Then you're motivated, then you're inspired. Yeah. When mm-hmm. do we procrastinate? When oh, I'm not really sure what I should be doing. Yeah. You know, and I think clarity is so important. And when you sit down and you go through this process, the powerful thing in it is that what you get is clarity. Mm-hmm. And 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 you and, and this is not something, oh, I do I've done it once and it's all good, because we were doing it separately at the start. He was doing it around 214, 215. He he got a head start. I didn't do it till like 216. So then we, we were doing this process, we we're going through our own process of this separately. And then I remember, and and then, classic, I got in trouble again, right? Then I moved to the U.S. and I climbed the next peak in my career, and I remember calling Ali and going, "Hey man, I, I think I'm in trouble again, shit." And I was in New York. Mm. I don't know if you remember. You remember mm. this, right? Yeah, I was yeah. in New York and I called him and I said, "Hey man, I, I know what's wrong. Like I woke up and I just, I just don't want to mm. do what I'm doing anymore, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted." And he goes, "I just hang tight." be there in a week. He puts all his shit on pause, flies to New York with me for a whole week. And he goes, I'll help you sort this out, bro. And I remember just sitting there, similar to your bus trips, so right? I sat there just talking to him for days on end and we just kept talking. And then I became his first subject that he took me through his process, the process you're about to go through. And it's scary, Dil, because when you go through a process like this, you have to confront some of your deepest fears some of the darkest corners that you have and it was so weird because he got me to start I started journaling and when I started to journal I knew that he wasn't going to see it I knew that my wife wasn't going to see it I knew I was the only person that was going to see this but I couldn't write some of my thoughts down because I was afraid of it and that was the weirdest thing man it was oh, man. it was and then I and then the first time I I lied I had these thoughts I had these feelings and I wrote down and I lied about it and then i wrote the next i lied about it and he kept pushing me on those points because until i got those points out and i was able to confront them those were the thoughts that were causing the the fog the the, the not addressing some of those not not putting some of those things out into the open that's what made life foggy and it was you know i'm not i'm not going to lie it was a, it was a really confronting process
1: i always think about impact like how do you have the greatest level of impact i'm like golf's cool like golf's going to impact people on a lot of different levels but if you can like even if it's a small handful of people play some role in how they live their life it's pretty cool and like for me and the way my brain works is you get an insight into someone that's pretty crazy to see. okay this is what they're really about you Mm. know and it's powerful right because once you get that too like all it nearly looks after all the outcomes So people always start with their goals. You know, it's like, oh, I wanna be a millionaire. I wanna start a podcast. It's like, yeah, why? You know, like, why why do you actually wanna do that? What does that align with? And some people will be pretty close, but that discomfort that they feel is just that gap between their understanding of who they are and what they're about at that point in time. And what we love about it, it's called recalibrate. It always changes, like who we are now. Those docs are going to change, and the cool thing that we've got, we've got like seven years of these documents, yeah. you know. And and funnily enough, like it's ridiculous how the stuff just plays out. Yeah. Like we'll write some random stuff in these docs, and you look at it in like a year, and it's like, ah, oh, we did like eight of, I did eighty percent of these. It's, I think that's alignment. That's if you get it pretty on point, then you prioritize those things that you want to hear. Then the actual material outcomes end up being pretty crazy. It's like nearly a hack to get what you want, but then. For me it was always about happiness too like i I never wanted to just get outcomes like i was i think by the time i was sort of mid to late 20s i was pretty good at getting outcomes that i wanted that were relatively um difficult not all the time but i was like okay there's a system here where if you do these certain things you can generate outcomes but then i'm like oh yeah but i'm not really that happy though like these like what you said before hit hard like i had strength said that were just weaknesses, mm. you know, drinking too much and all that is an outcome of those things. And I'm like, yeah, well, like I've got bits here where on paper it looks pretty good, but um, there's a lot here that's shit that I need to go and solve too. Um, and it's still a continuous process. There's still a lot that's shit, but <laughs>
0: that, that, <laughs> so that's the fu- the best yeah. point that I love. And I think we're in a world these days where there's so much pre- not preachiness, yeah. but we can go. You know, you can yeah. live this life that you want to live, yeah. and you can. That doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to continue to still be like otherwise it's, that's when no. you do normally no. shit happens it's wrong like no. this, this one of these things it's not like you're going to do like this recalibrate and then you're not going to have a fucking no. bad thought for the rest yeah. of your life yeah, there's, yeah, still yeah. Gonna, there's, there's still going to there's still going to be so many ups and downs but it'll probably just put you in a place to yeah. handle that and realign back to where you would need to be yeah. but the, the, I, yeah. the key word is alignment
2: yeah, yeah. I think the keyword is alignment that you said there.
0: When's it available? We,
1: we kind of like, I think our sort of things we do together. And for us, like, fun is just such a main driver. Yeah. So, like, putting dates and yeah, you know, yeah, structures around it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like as much as we want to give it a plug and all of that, like, we're probably going to record an online course this weekend yeah. is going to be the plan. So, again, taking action. We'll try to get that live pretty soon. We've got, we do online workshops, which will probably, again, run two or three of them a year. Um, and then in time, we're hopefully going to write a book together. So any, any book publishers out there, we're, we're open and looking for a deal, yeah, baby. It's <laughs> <no. That's> awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I, I just want to push on one more point as well, and it's that you know, the reason why we're bringing this up as well is that we hope it brings value to, to those who are listening, right? And it's alignment is so mm-hmm. powerful in that you know, when, I, when, when you don't know what your values are, you do everything and anything. But when you're super clear on your values, it becomes like a GPS system for you. So you know when to say yes and you know when to say no, right? It's, it's, it's one of those things where one of my biggest values growing up was wealth creation because mom and dad didn't have a lot of money. So we, we were so limited by the things we were able to do because, yeah, mom and dad always at work, didn't get to spend much time with them because why? We didn't have money. mum had to borrow money to put me through school. And I hated seeing that. So then one of my core drivers was wealth creation. And, and when, when people ask me, I think it's very easy to give surface level, level answers. Hey, why are you working so hard? Yeah. Hey, why are you working so hard? What do we all say? Well, What do we yeah. say? It's I say, for family, yeah. instant reaction, no thinking, just for family. And then my wife, I, I love Pei Wen in that. She, she always calls me out on my bullshit. That's why I love her, yeah. right? Because she, while we we're in the US, what was I doing? Yeah. On the road 200 days, making money. And then when people ask me and she caught me out, she went out to a networking function we once and she caught me out playing this, this, this like bullshit role of, hey, Vin, why do you work so hard, man? I do it for my family. And she didn't call me out in the spot, but we, we went home and she goes, you are so full of shit. I went, well, where the hell did this come from? She goes, you're so full of shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you saying that to me? And she goes, why are you doing all this for family? Really? You you, you say you work so hard to use, I use metaphors a lot. She goes, "You, you say you're going to build this beautiful garden for your family. You're never fucking in it. I don't want this beautiful garden. What I want is you. What your son wants is you. And it was just, it was that that made me realize that I'm not in alignment with my values. Because my value is my family. It's such a big value of mine, but I've been living in—I've I've been out of alignment for so long, just so long that I—I I, I can't even see my own bullshit anymore. You know, they—they they, they say that thing: you you say a lie a thousand times, and people believe you. What's worse, man, is you say a lie a thousand times, you believe you. <laughs>
1: that's fucking
2: like that's that was so fucked up because then I sat there going. Wow so so which one of my values is real and and again the the, the reason why I say this and because you, you you're good at this process now Ali whereas like you know I was your first guinea pig I was going through going oh shit what are my values and it, it's so scary sitting down and, and and being vulnerable with the people around you going you know create a safe environment talk to the people around you and 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 start to start to see some of the lies that you tell yourself I think sure the lies you tell other people yeah that's bad but man what about the lies you tell yourself that that that's one of the biggest things i took away from it was i've been able to stop lying to myself and been able to start to be clear on what my actual values are and the and, and man the crazy thing is is that you have values that hmm. exist when you're 18 they're real but they're no longer my values they're just not right So, so my my, my core values now is no longer wealth creation, you know. And again, bringing it back, the reason why the people we spend time with is so Mm. important is because the people around us help us shape the definition of success. And spending time with you and now you as well, you know, the definition of success right now for me with my environment right now is doing things I love with people I love. Mm. That's what it is. It's not Mm. making a shitload of money. It's doing things I love with people I love. Whereas... That wasn't a value ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago, it was make as much money as you can. Whereas yeah. now, it's about just man, just doing things you genuinely enjoy with people you genuinely enjoy, and then that's wealth, man. Yeah, it's true. You know, and it's so that that's why going through a process like this, what you're doing with us, or go through yourself, it's just work out what those values are, and map out a future that's aligned with those values. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. And yeah, and like whether you. Do this on your own or not like just be more purposeful i think this is a really cool takeaway like if you know we tied back probably at the start of this is that we kind of are naturally maybe programmed to keep reinventing ourselves and in the world that we live in right now i think that's only going to become more important because there isn't that level of certainty like i I can't sit there and tell my nine-year-old hey go to uni and you'll get a job with any degree of certainty anymore Because the stuff he's talking about, like being an esports gamer and a YouTuber, probably going to be more likely where his career is going to end. And he'll work for like some cryptocurrency hedge fund or something. Like Like who knows what it's going to be. So with that level of unpredictability and uncertainty, like if you can figure out what you're about in some way, shape, or form, and then what you want to actually do. um, Doing that with purpose rather than just being dragged along with the tide. It's got to be a benefit. It takes courage though.
0: it does it does you know as soon as someone says about like why are you doing this Mm. straight away my brain switches off Mm. because you don't want to think about that it's hard it's It's such a fucking hard question because you don't you you know a lot of the time you don't know you know but you don't it's like those questions when you as soon as you say you're like oh yeah that's why but to actually put it down, it's very, very hard, and you have to think a long time, as you said, it took you what three, four, three four, five, six, seven days in a in yeah. a house in New Zealand to do, and um, then it
2: wasn't done, mm. it wasn't done, it was just progress, yeah,, mm. it was just progress, and this still is progress and after doing this for six, seven years, the crazy thing is we messaged each other you know i was I was in Berlin, and he, mm. he was bloody with you, yeah. and then we message each other and he just checks in. He goes, hey, just checking in, man, how are you doing? Give me an update, so I update him. So I sent him like a full list point update on how my life is going. And he gave me the same thing. I'm like, hey man, this is pretty aligned with our, our life goals and our life design right now. That's pretty cool, mm. that's pretty awesome. And this is the closest we've ever been. And we've been doing it for six or seven years. Huge. It's not that you do it once and you, you, you work out your whole life, man. I think, I think you've got to be so careful that people who go, I know the way, I know the truth, mm. be so careful of that because they don't we don't no, we, we don't, don't. I, I do it, not it's Definitely. just it's just a process of you, you have to continually find it. It, yeah. it and we we talk about this too it's it's not about uh, no one's here to give you the meaning of life it, it it's it's the pursuit of that meaning that is the meaning <laughs> It's not the actual answer. Yeah, yeah. It's just the pursuit of it. There is no answer. There's no, no answer. No, it's just they're they're yeah. So what yeah. we're saying is, we will do this course and
0: we won't have any answers. You won't. <laughs> yeah, no. But, but you the thing is, you will. Yeah. yeah. you in the yeah. 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 I but love right. it.
1: But sign up now.
0: <laughs> for <laughs> 99.95 <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think today, like what's been, what's has been incredible. Um, as much as I've enjoyed. <laughs> I was like Dr. Nick <laughs> yeah, Talking about all these things. I think the one, the biggest step of it, if anyone has enjoyed this and they're still with us and they're listening, (laughs) I think the biggest part today that I've learned is like continue to push yourself and go to what scares you and then recalibrate, realign yourself with who's around you and look at those two things. I think they're the two messages we can get out today, if anyone can take. And if you can honestly think, when was the last time I made a new friend Mm. you know in the last mm. 12 months who am i surrounding myself with am i too comfortable because as i'm saying yeah. this now same yeah. to you i'm sort of thinking i might need to fucking listen to my own advice here and start like yeah. doing this again um because yeah. look what comes from it yeah. if i didn't say yes to that weird guy that asked me to go to scotland yeah a lot of things wouldn't have happened right now uh, one more thing i'll add as well please do
1: right friends cool i think another really cool move is just If you're listening to this and you did like it and you don't hate us yet, it's like today just take an action that is your action. Say something that you've picked that not somebody else has told you to do, that you're not being forced to do. Like one action that you actually want to take, right? Because I think that's also a really big part of that. Like Mm -hmm. you make that that move and it's proactive and, you know, it's for you, especially if you're somebody that's always pleasing other people and... Mm -hmm you're getting, you know, most of your life's reactive or your parents are telling you what to do. Well, just do one thing today for yourself and see how that feels. And then if that feels good, do it again tomorrow. And then if that feels good, do it again the day after. Like, you don't need to do 50 things. It's like one to, one to two things that you actually are proactive about. It's
2: pretty cool. I love it. And I'll I'll I feel now pressured to leave everyone with a thought too. You should. <laughs> and and I guess I guess the thought I'll leave everyone with is this right? <laughs> and one more and thought. Then we'll do one more round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we'll do one more round after this. No, but look, I I I think one of the things that I, I took the most out of, and this is the reason we started our podcast. Yeah. When I was in my mid twenties, I got into a lot of debt because of. Bloody Google AdWords. Yay. Yeah. And then, and then as a result, I remember this really low moment where my old man comes into my garage where I was, in my office, and he goes, Why did you fail? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Why don't you tell me? Not in the mood, dad. <laughs> and then my dad goes, uh, He goes, You failed because you have no soldiers in your army. I was like, What the fuck does that even mean? Not this Confucius shit now. And and, 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 and it turned out to be one of the most profound moments <laughs> in my life, because he, he, he walks over to my bookcase, which is a bookcase full of books that I never read. And he goes, I can tell out of this bookcase you've read four. And he goes, when you read a book, son, the author of the book stand behind you in an army willing to fight for any battle you call him or her to fight for. Uh, you've, got a, you've got four soldiers. You're fighting a battle that requires an army of a 100. And then at the time, he didn't have any money. He pulls out his credit card and he goes, not for anything else, but building your army build your army. And, and he taught me a lesson that often in your life, it's not that you're not capable. It's not that you can't do something. It's often that you just don't know how, that's it. And I was building an online business. I didn't read any books on online business. I read the book, you know, how to get rich and all the, like. I didn't read any online books about client acquisition, online marketing, nothing. I had no soldiers in that army. And what I learned was that it's not that you're not capable. It's just that you don't know how. And we live in a world now where for $14.95, while things are on sale, hmm. you can go and buy a book from a thought leader that has spent the last 25 years thinking about a certain problem that you currently have, and you can solve it. And not just buy one, with a budget of 100 bucks, you can go buy four to five books. So so the, the very reason why we started our podcast, which is reviewing books, I mean, shit, two of the most uneducated guys you probably know reviewing books. But we do that because we try to encourage people that it's not that you can't. It's just that you simply don't know how. So, whatever goal, whatever thing you're trying to achieve in your life, build your army because you're capable. Love it, boys.
0: Are we all friends? <laughs> <laughs> like, did, think, did it improve? So. Did it, so. it increase? Ing- so. yeah. ing- yeah. yeah. Before, pre, upon, post? I think it did. Uh, yeah. Nah, I really yeah. appreciate your time, guys, honestly. Yeah. It's, um, it's been huge not like i when i do these chats and have the pleasure of sitting down with people like yourselves, i actually forget we're recording yeah until yeah, like too. the end and i go fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I, I think these guys have other places to be um so i better let them go but yeah i really do appreciate it um it's been very thought-provoking and i think as much as we've come up with these great analogies and great things and life experience that we've shared it's what happens next after the podcast and people even listening, like what, what do you do with it? You know, mm-hmm. I, I can look at myself and be guilty going, I've had chats like this before. Do I go and do something or do I keep going? Yeah. So it's all about acting from here. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for the future. I'm so excited for what you guys going to do. I'm excited for all our relationships. Cause I'd love to, Love to. Well, I know we're just. Unfortunately, you're stuck, sort of stuck with me now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't is, really like leave, <laughs> but um, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. unfortunately
2: we're gonna have to. No, but hey, dude. Today. I mean, just just you know, you 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 radiate something that is really, really rare. Yeah, I don't think your success is accidental. I I think you you are a force that the world wants and needs right now. You you, you radiate that, dude. You. Yeah, you really do. Hey, you guys do yeah well Ali a little less yeah right
0: he's, yeah. he's just I, I have a feeling I'm not even joking if we went back and read his fucking plan from a year ago I reckon this would be in it no, like doing a podcast I, I seriously yeah, that think that is, like doing a podcast yeah, it was two
2: out. weeks early. it two weeks early.
0: you're a freak.
2: No, you are a freak. <laughs> oh, it's all planned awesome.
0: out alright love yeah. you guys thanks hey. so much thanks brother cheers man. thanks for listening to another Producey podcast If you enjoyed the show, that would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producer.com. Thanks for tuning in, IllyXX. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round, live and ad break free during play.